Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, bringing you the latest in the sports world. And today, we got a jam-packed show for you. We have an interview with the one and only Morgan Tesser, the varsity softball player right here from Belmore JFK. Came onto the show to talk about how the coronavirus is affecting her season and how it's also impacting her college recruitment process. We bring you a preview of the AFC East and how the offseason is treating all the teams in the AFC East. And as well, we bring you this day in sports. We got a jam-packed show for you. Stay with us. Before this, let me tell you about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are certain tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it could be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or go to anchor.com to get started. Welcome back to Sports Cube. I'm your host, Daniel Shalom, and today we welcome a very special guest from right here on Long Island, varsity softball player for Belmore JFK in her junior year, Morgan Tesser. Morgan, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me here. So, Morgan, what was your reaction and your teammates' reaction when your season first got postponed for the year? We were all, at first, very taken back of what was going on in the world and how real it was. But most importantly, we just didn't want the season to come to an end before it really even started a week into it. And we just wanted it to stay postponed instead of it finally getting canceled, which is still postponed, which is a good thing. Do you think that you'll play any games this year? We're hoping. I mean, now school just got closed until April 20th, which still leaves a little over a month if we do get back to play which it's better than nothing so I mean you're you're gonna try and take as much as you can get yes, at this point, really. a game or two anything yeah anything so uh how have you been staying fit and uh ready to go if the season did resume uh during the quarantine well since all batting cages all gyms are closed we have our own we have a gym in our house and we try when it's nice out we try and get to the fields every day whether I bring a teammate or just me and my family, and we go and hit, throw. Um, sometimes I use the elliptical here with the pool, the Peloton bike, just try and do something every day to stay on top of things. Yeah, and uh, clearly junior year is a big year for uh, scouts and recruitment. Uh, how do you think your chances of becoming a D1 player will be affected by this? Um, it's definitely going to be harder, even though it's already hard, um, considering jun- this summer – is huge for showcases. Um, all the showcases I'm attending, I have to fly to. So it's a constant thought if they're still going to be playable and if we're going to be able to get there. So yeah, I mean, really, though, we're just trying to take things day by day right now. And uh, how, is, how has Twitter helped you spread the word about your talent? Well, every day I post a video that's related to softball, whether it's working out, throwing, fielding, hitting, and post it out there. And I tag all the colleges that I've come in contact with that are looking and recruiting me. Has uh, this been effective for you so far? Yes, very much so, because they can email me through my Twitter. Um, They can watch my skills, what I'm good at, everything that I'm working on. 
Uh, can you describe a typical uh, game day for a high school athlete like yourself? Um, so my schedule in school, I was off eighth and ninth period because my school knows how much I work. So they gave me eighth period lunch and ninth off. So I got out of school at 12.45. And what I had planned for a game is I would go home, change, eat, um, do, get some homework in, and then head back to school. And we would meet around 3. We would warm up. And games usually start around 4.30, 4.45. And they're a full 7-inning game, so they're about 2 hours. And maybe longer if they're away because we have to take the bus. But... Game days are my favorite for high school. They're just so fun. It's so it's such a different atmosphere and just playing with local girls. Yeah, speaking of, um, what's the coolest venue you've played softball in so far? Um, I played my home field is the ESPN um, complex in Orlando, Florida. That's my my travel team. That's where we're kind of based out of. My we own that, so. It's always fun there because it's all my teams there and you just feel like we always feel so comfortable there. So that's my favorite. And yes. California. California yeah. Can you complain with that? Yeah. Uh, what would you uh, say to uh, all the athletes in a similar situation as you? What do you say to them right now? Um, just have hope. Keep, keep pushing through and don't stop working because it's all going to end eventually. And we're all in the same position and you just have to keep working on your own and don't fall behind. It's a good chance to step ahead and get ahead of everyone else that is taking this time off and taking it for granted. For sure. Morgan, we wish you the best of luck with your recruitment and uh, getting a Division One scholarship for sports. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. No, uh, Thank you. And uh We'll be right back with more content for the podcast right after this. Stay healthy, everyone. And that was a great interview with Morgan. We really appreciated having her on the show and sharing her story. And now we move on to the breakdown of the NFL's AFC East. From each episode on now, we'll be focusing on focusing in on one division and breaking it down. And today it's the AFC East. We're going to start with the Patriots, where... They have lost their star QB, Tom Brady. Of course, Foxborough and all the Patriots organization, very saddened by that. It was just not a good relationship with uh, Bill Belichick, of course, the head coach of the Patriots, and Tom Brady. And Tom wanted to get out, and he took his uh, expertise to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Patriots have always preached that every season is a new blank slate, even when Brady was there to lead the way. So now comes the question as their backup quarterback, Jarrett Stidham, can he step in and lead the Patriots dynasty as it's been ever so strong? And it's going to take a while to get adjusting to, as a lot of us have not seen life without Brady and Foxborough. And of course, the up-and-comers now, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins didn't finish great. Of course, they finished 5-11 and last season. And uh, this year, they're looking to uh, try and step it up. So uh, that means that they're investing heavily in man-to-man cornerbacks as their defense was very, very weak. They signed Byron Jones, uh, Kyle Van Noy, and Shaq Lawson. Special team standouts also include Clayton Fedgedellum and Elandon Roberts. The Dolphins have a promising future with the Brian Flores as their head coach, 
And uh, we'll see what they can do as they have 14 picks in the upcoming draft, including three first rounders. They're seeming as their rebuild is coming to an end and they're going to try to improve as time comes. We move on to the hometown New York Jets now. General manager, of course, Joe Douglas and his first offseason with the Jets. And uh, they're trying to patch some holes, especially for Sam Darnold, saying how much danger and how much sacks he got last year. Um, He was beyond sacked last year, actually. He got sacked so many times, and the offensive line could just not handle it. So the Jets have gone out, and uh, patching is okay for this team, but they still need a long-term solution at the wide receiver position, offensive tackle, and cornerback. As really, after Revis left, which I know was a long time ago, they've never really been the same. And now, of course, the team that has been looking promising, they made the playoffs this year, but... They fell to the Houston Texans. The Buffalo Bills. The Bills are looking good as they're placed ninth in ESPN's power rankings. And uh, while the Jets are focused on building their offensive line, Dolphins spent big money on free agents. And uh, the Bills made one of the biggest splashes by trading for Stefan Diggs. The Vikings wide receiver is joining in Buffalo, and he hopes to bring a championship as he endorses the Bills Mafia. Right. So the Bills, of course... Trading for wide receiver Stefan Diggs, the addition made the offense stronger. The defense was locked down. They had a great defense, but they need a stronger offense. Again, we're just going to have to see how this plays out. But if I had to grade all these four teams, the Patriots would definitely get, I would say, a D. They really didn't do any offseason moves. They haven't done anything. They just let their franchise QB walk away from them. The uh, Jets, I would give the Jets a C plus, you know, they're trying to rebuild. They're trying to build up their offensive line there. I would project them finishing eight and eight this season, but they got to move. They got to try and uh, be better this year. And uh, Sam Darnold needs some help on the offense and they're trying to bring some O linemen in the bills. I would give an a, they signed Stefan Diggs. The missing key for them is what the bills think that he is. And uh, they're thinking now that they have their offense set up, they can really pursue and uh, try and win a championship and bring one to Buffalo. As for the Dolphins, I would give them a B plus. You know, they're still in the midst of their rebuild, but I feel like they're making improvements and they got to take it step by time, step by step. And uh, they made some very good defensive moves. And if they get to a tag of Aloha in the draft as QB, I could see them making a push for the playoffs this year. I don't know if they would get in, but I could see them sneaking into a wild card. And that was your AFC East power rankings next week or sorry on thursday we will bring you nfc south as that is a very heated division with tom brady drew Brees, everyone's there so we'll bring that to you coming up on thursday this day in sports coming up to you coming to you right after this and this day in sports as on march 30th 1993 a kind of unfortunate one for the ottawa senators and i'm sorry senators fans if there's any out there listening today they would lose their 37th consecutive road game to tie the nhl record that had been set in 1975 ottawa has been a struggling franchise and they haven't really been able to come back and not this season at least as even if the nhl season did resume they would not be in a playoff push for a wild card spot also from the NHL in 2002, the Dallas Stars lost 3-1 to to the Edmonton Oilers, and the game ended the, Starks, the Stars' streak of 50 straight wins when leading after two periods. Now that's super impressive. Honestly, 
it would be very, very hard to tie that. And uh, it's just crazy. I mean, especially for the Senators, I couldn't imagine losing 37 straight road games. But that's just uh, the NHL in 1993. Anyways, that about wraps up today's show. I hope you all enjoyed it. You know, we try to integrate some fun segments, but we want to hear from you, the viewer. Please reach out to us. Send us an audio message. You can right here on Anchor, or if you're listening on Spotify, Breaker, something else, you can go to our website as well, and you can find us. Leave us a message. Let us know what you want to hear on the show. Hit us up on social media. And of course, till next time, peace out.